Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. You are listening to Race Control with Murph and McIver on a Thursday evening, the last show for 2021. One of the classic songs of the 80s, big stadium band, Dire Straits, Money for Nothing. And, and when you've got a classic, you've got to talk to a new classic. That's right, a new classic. And Brody Kostecki from Erebus Racing uh, joins us right now. G'day, Brody. How are you, buddy? Yeah, really good. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. I uh, really appreciate it. Mate, you are more than welcome because you have entertained us all season long. But I'm going to de- just quickly ask you one question that could get me in trouble. Why the nickname Bush? Uh, well, to be honest with you, um, I've probably had four or five beers at this point. So, um, <laughs> But it's definitely not for the reasons that everyone seems to think it is. So um, I don't have a gigantic bush or anything like that. But um, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's due to a, to a um, pretty, pretty entertaining story at Norwell. So yeah, that's, that's sort of how it uh, comes out. But, but, maybe, but maybe it shouldn't be told this evening, let's just say. Hey, uh, Broads, um, what a year, man. What a year it has been. Uh, put into you and Will Brown uh, into Erebus there, thrown in the deep end, and and uh, let's just be honest. I mean, how many people really, really gave you guys a shot or gave you a chance at having any success, proper success in, in 2021? Really, who did? Yeah, I think it was, you know, some, you know I've, I've been sort of very fortunate in my career um, as of late to have some people that have, you know, really believed in me. Um, you know, such as, you know, some of the people from Norwell and, um, you know, Barry as well, um, you know, got to give them credit. Um, you know, no team in pit lane would have put two two young rookies um, in, you know, two, you know, pretty competitive cars. So, and, um, yeah, there was a lot of doubters at the start of the season, but, you know, really towards the end, now we're you know, sort of considered, you know, one of the front-running teams. So, um, yeah, we're, we're uh, you know, very lucky in going into next season. Yeah, I remember you talking, I think it was either you or Will Brown in an interview, post-race interview uh, at Sydney Motorsport Park, talking about winning as a team and losing as a team. Now, for race car drivers, it's normally just about each other, right? I'm going to get I'm going to get you and, and, that, and too bad. But I thought that was a really refreshing attitude. Is that uh, a team ethic? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, this is a team sport. So, um, yeah, obviously, you know, us drivers have to... You know, before during a race weekend and whatnot, but um, you know what a lot of people don't realize is that there's so many you know gears in the clock that you know make a you know a team a competitive team, and um, I've sort of got to you know learn learn a lot about that growing up and you know working on my own car. So um, yeah, I, I, I sort of understand how much work goes in behind the scenes, and um, you know us you know drivers running up the front isn't you know just sort of all about the driver. It's you know it's about the team as well. Hey, let's just take a back, back step a little bit. Um, tell us a little about how you ended up 
uh, in the US racing in the uh, Pro Series East category, NASCAR Pro Series East category for a couple of seasons. How did that all come about? What was the, the drive there and um, who led you led you down that path? Yeah, it, uh, it sort of all come, you know, around sort of 2010. Um, I was, you know, racing around Australia um, in go-karts and um, um, was sort of looking at going into the next step of racing car and, you know, we sort of had a little bit of a look, you know, what we could do with Australia and um, to be honest, you know, with the current sort of setup of Australia and, you know, really you have to be sort of 15, 16 years old to drive a car in Australia and that's sort of, you know, I guess being at 86 now or Formula Ford back then and then, um, you know, we decided to look at, you know, what, what we could do overseas and, um, you know, the first thing that we looked at was, you know, going to America and, you know, you can drive a 700 horsepower car you know, at the age of 12, 13 years old. So really it was sort of a no-brainer for us, to be honest. And, and um, you know, they, um, they you know, I, I, I had a really good opportunity over there to race, you know, week in, week out, and, you know, probably gained three years of experience in one year, uh, you know, just because of the level that I was racing at over there at such a young, young age. And, um, and, 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 you know, just the, the frequency of, you know, racing week in, week out. How it's just crazy though, because you I mean you, I mean you, you sent yourself over there. I mean I, I don't, I haven't spoken to you in detail about how, how all that played out and what you were doing. But I mean you were young, man. I mean you headed over there what when you were like sixteen or fifteen or something years old. I mean that's just crazy. It was that's you know, and, and you were racing racing these cars as you say. I mean that's not normal. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not considered normal. Um, here at home in Australia, but um, yeah, I actually headed over there when I was 12 years old and raced in um, oh a category uh, under the band of USAC, which is, um, you know, back sort of, if you go 10 or 15 years ago, that's where all the, you know, best IndyCar drivers come from. So um, I, I raced open wheeler category there and, um, you know, you know, three or 400 horsepower sort of speed car on dirt and pavement. And then, um, uh, when I was old enough to jump into a you know NASCAR style category, you know late models, and then jump into the Kane and E series at um, uh, sort of 14, 15 years old, and um, competing that was sort of you know really cool, and um, it was something that a lot of people weren't doing in Australia, and I sort of got a chance to you know get that leap ahead um, as well in experience. Do you think there was well? Was there any time during the the sort of the NASCAR star racing where you thought maybe I, we could stay on and actually that could be where I end up? Yeah, I was sort of um, going pretty well at the time um, while I was racing in Canaan. Um, I you know was able to get a couple of poles and um, you know was able to pole Iowa and had a bit of bad luck in the race and probably should have won that one and um, you know was able to pole Watkins Glen as well. Um, you know, it was, you know, pretty funny, you know, reflecting back on it at the time, um, you know, obviously being Australian, you know, Americans are very up to date, you know, with, um, you know, supercars and they, you know, I, I wouldn't say they follow it down to a T, but they, they understand what it is and how sort of crazy we are, you know, jumping curves and going two wheels and whatnot. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I sort of remember being, you know, sort of, you know, 15 years old and going to a street, uh, sorry, to a road course over there and, um, you know, getting pole and they were said, oh, you know, it's pretty expected, you know, he's, you know, done, you know, he's got supercar experience and whatnot. And, you know, I'd, I'd never seen, I'd never seen a race car before at that point. You know, I'd, I'd only done sort of go-karts and raced, you know, a bit of speed cars and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a lot different over there than, you know, what the mentality is here for sure. 
So let's uh, come back to this side of the uh, the world, and and um, you know you spent a, you came back and basically, I mean, I was fortunate enough to be calling Dunlop Super Two when you turned up on the doorstep and and sort of started making a name for yourself pretty well straight away. You you fell into a a supercar pretty naturally. Did you see it that way? Yeah, definitely. Um, I you know remember my first test day. Um, you know, like it was yesterday when I first jumped in and um, sort of it was around QR and um, I remember leaving the pits and pretty much almost spun out um, just to the fact, you know, the tyre was so much different than what I was used to, but, um, you know, the power levels were less, the weight was less. So, um, you know, once I got used to it, it was pretty much like a GT car, you know, um, to drive compared to what I was used to. So um, I was sort of very fortunate to, you know, have that sort of experience in those cars that I drove in the K&E series, you know, sort of being six, 700 horsepower and being, you know, really heavy and um, sort of being, you know, sort of almost pigs to drive around, to be honest. So um, I was really excited when I got to drive a supercar and sort of, you know, sort of, um, you know, seem to understand it really quickly as well. You you, you portray yourself, and, and, it's, and I think it's a great thing, as someone who's fearless, who will take the car and throw it at a track and every corner on every lap. Is that something you might have learned uh, from that American experience because you understand cars and and engines and so much better than anybody else at this point in your career? Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of a, you know, pretty simple person at heart as well. And I sort of really, only really live, you know, one day at a time. So, um, you know, I sort of, you know, when I jump into something, I want to find, you know, how far it can go, um, you know, pretty much straight away. So I've sort of learned on the year to sort of tame that back a little bit, maybe put it a little bit under control, but yeah, I always sort of have that, you know, um, sort of competitiveness in me, whether it's, you know, riding a, you know, a dirt bike and, and um, or you know just driving a race car. So I've learnt over the past couple of years with broken wrists and whatnot to maybe park some of those hobbies on the side and just you know, focus on one thing. Can we can we talk can we talk about your your top ten shootout lap? Because honestly, uh, you've Let's got the best that. you've got the best poker face in the world. But man, you, you brought your engineer to tears. Talk us through the lap because man, that was epic. Yeah, it was definitely, um, you know, really cool to see. And, um, you know, George Mungineer, who's sort of, uh, you know, new with the team as well um, at the start of the year. And, you know, we, it's, you know, really um, no surprise. We couldn't do a lot of work throughout the season to, you know, bring the cars up to, you know, up to the level of, you know, the front running cars. And, um, you know, a lot of work was, you know, happening behind the scenes. And, and, uh, and, and I sort of knew after the SMP rounds, I had a few bogey rounds and a DNF and whatnot, but I knew going to Bathurst, so we had a pretty good chance of being able to be, you know, contenders for the race. So, um, yeah, sort of, uh, you know, went through the, the qualifying stages and didn't quite get my lap together. And then, you know, going to the shootout, I sort of just said, you know, like, this is going to be, it. it's either going to come back on a tilt tray or, it's gonna, or I'm going to drop back. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. So <laughs> I just sort of, um, I, I got about 10 minutes to prepare everyone. And there's only two options of how this is going to go. So um, once I got everyone, you know, um, on the same page as what I was, um, sort of got my car and, um, you know, drove and did the lap and sort of gave it, you know, pretty much everything that I had. So um, it was a it, it was a very good lap from my point of view and um, sort of, you know, I, I felt like I, um, you know, maximised the lap. So I was pretty stoked when I saw the number at the end. And, and um, you know, I, I, I truly believe if, you know, we went out a little bit later when the shade was out and the track set was down, we, you know, we would have been a lot closer to chat time. So, wow. yeah. 
Mate, but but just just try and I mean I don't know if you've thought about it much or you've actually all this is the whole week is sunk in uh, for you or not. But but just you know tell us how that felt in the lead up to do that lap and then when you crossed the line and saw the time. I mean, mate, you're in the top. You're in the the Repco Bathurst. 1,000 shootout. I mean, it's the biggest, for me, it always was, and I think for a lot of people, that is the biggest session of the year, and you were in there, and you did a, a 203 uh, point, was it point eight or point seven? Point seven, yeah. Yeah. So just, I mean, yeah. do you know how mammoth that was? Really? Yeah, well, I think, I think um, yeah, I was, I was pretty excited when I sort of crossed the line and... Um, no, I, I knew that it was a you know good time because you know George had you know my engineer had you know kept me up to date with you know what Shane had done and and um, sort of what the guys previous had done. So uh, I was you know obviously really excited when I you know did the lap. Probably not as excited as what you were when you did your uh, big lap, but I was you know really excited when I did the lap. And then um, uh, pretty much when I was on the scales um, afterwards, I got, and I got told that Cam sort of beat me, I sort of had a bit of a dummy spit and then, um, sort of come back to terms and thought, you know what, you know, P4 overall was actually pretty good. And then, you know, to, to have what happened afterwards and to, um, you know, start, start where we did and, um, you know, for where we finished as well was just awesome. Oh, you know, isn't that funny? You're here you are, you're in the shootout, first shootout, you do a lap time, which is just phenomenal. Fastest lap time you've done all week, uh, in practice, qualifying the whole lot, you, you know, and, and, and then you're disappointed so quickly. How things change so quick as a race car driver. Here you are doing what you're doing, and 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 you still want to be the best. And I totally get that. I respect it. Now let's just let's just quickly now cover off some of those things you did in the race. <laughs> now, uh, you know, did you think it was all over when you had to go around the outside of SVG at you know at the grate, <laughs> and you're heading towards the wall at the exit? Did you think it was done? Um, no, I sort of, I sort of knew that I was half okay, and then I sort of thought halfway when I was next to my out, this is pretty stupid. Um, <laughs> if I'm actually honest with you, but, um, I, I, I was, I was obviously informed that he had a drama, and, and I, I knew the spot where I was catching up to him. I like Chains, Chains, one of the smartest you know racers out yeah. there, and um, you know, I, I, I could give him credit. That would have been the exact same thing I would have done if I knew that that you know if my teammate was you know fourth as well. So. Um, you know, I was pretty aware of what was going on and I knew that, you know, I couldn't just sit behind him and park it, um, you know, up his backside because yeah. um, I had Jamie sort of hot on my heels. So I, I knew that, you know, if I wanted to finish on the podium, that I had to do something, you know, to sort of get around him. And um, I was very lucky that, um, it, you know, the, you know, the car didn't take any damage or whatnot. But, um, yeah, I sort of have to give uh, Shane a bit of credit there. That's, uh, you know, something that I would, you know, use on a playbook for sure. <laughs> you know, you know what worries me more is uh, I'm glad. You, I hope you didn't tell some mention to Barry Ryan on your shootout lap. I'll either do this right or end up in a tilt tilt truck because I don't think he would have been too impressed with that. Oh, he'd be all right with no, it. Actually, that's actually someone I can. Mm. Yeah, that, that's actually someone that I completely avoided before the shootout. Uh, believe it or not, so he was um, he was actually talking us, um, you know, halfway through that. So I sort of avoided him as much as possible. And sort of told told, told, told told the boys only, but um, yeah, it sort of worked out alright. Yeah, Mate, so it's it's, it's been an, a classic end of the season because you you, you podium him at Bathurst, and that that'll sit in your memories for many years to come. But then you get uh, during the week that uh, Boost Mobile are going to 
they are going to sponsor the whole both cars next year. So it's all starting to, it feels like for Erebus, it's now starting to fall into place. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, what, uh, you know, to have two rookies in the team at the start of the year, and, you know, both, both Will and myself, um, you know, when we all sat down at the start of the year and you know, worked out, you know, what we can do as a team. And um, it was a lot to do with, you know, we're, you know, we're not going to accept coming, you know, 10th or 12th in our first year. Like, that just wasn't acceptable to us whatsoever. Um, and it was just that drive that, you know, we sort of, um, you know, brought to the team and, and, and also to their, their drive as well to wanting to be, you know, more competitive. And, um, you know, you know, believe it or not, you know, when, when we did finish on the podium at Bathurst, it was, you know, slightly disappointing because, you know, we, mm. we want to win now and, you know, we want to try to transfer the team from being the underdogs to, you know, being one of the, you know, the big two or three teams. So, um, yeah, sort of have to give them the big credit, you know, going to Sydney, that was, um, you know, one of Erebus's bogey tracks, you know, sort of in the last couple of years and to have both cars in the top five and qualifying on multiple occasions and to go on to Bathurst and have, you know, Will on um, provisional pole and, um, you know, for us to be starting fourth. Um, you know, from the shootout, you know, minus the disqualification for the doors and, you know, to finish on the podium. Um, yeah, we're sort of, you know, very excited going into next year. Well, mate, all we can say is congratulations on entertaining us this season because, because I think Bloody there is oath. a whole lot more to come and uh, I think it, it all bodes well for an exciting season. Are you, just quickly, are you a little miffed you're not going to do Gen 3 next year or are you just happy to go another year in these cars and then go full out in 23 with the Gen 3 cars? <laughs> Uh, it's actually a funny one because I think probably um, you know I don't really have any opinion on Gen Three or you know what car we currently have. Um, I'm, I'm sort of just excited to go racing and I'll I'll uh, rag everything to its you know to the death type thing. But <laughs> I think Barry is very excited about going racing next year with the current cars we have. And he's definitely had a change of tune from the start of the year, so that's um, that's uh, very cool to see. Oh, man, I love you. I love your attitude, man. It's just, it's just race the wheels of it. Brody Kostecki, uh, happy Christmas. Congratulations on a wonderful season, and we will look forward to talking to you in season 2022, mate. Thanks, buddy. Don't worry. Thanks for having me on, guys, and uh, Merry Christmas to all you as well.